around different religions do different things, but we don't do that here. You ain't lying. That's exactly what they were saying. That's exactly how they were saying. <laughs> you got that. Down cat, my boy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sips and Scripts, the podcast where we make a cocktail and talk about one of our favorite movies from the past and present. I'm Kirsten Jackson, and I'm a blogger and cocktail influencer at LowCountrySocialite.com. Hi, my name is Kayla Rose, and I'm an entertainment blogger at InMyTheater.com. Hi, my name is Troy Bernard, and I'm a film enthusiast. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome what back. back. Once again. <laughs> back. We never, ever, ever, ever left. For the one time. No, for the... <laughs> <laughs> really, Kayla? Did we have to go all um Annie the musical? Yes. Absolutely. Because that's what we do. No, Crazy. that is what uh, you do. <laughs> but we Hello. love you for it, baby. We love you for it. <laughs> all right. And today we will be finishing up the series Women of the Movement, the final three episodes, episodes four through six so get ready for some anger from us or at least for me yeah it was wild (laughs) wild yeah yeah definitely have some things to say about it but before we get into that what is everyone up to this week what am i up to this week guys i have no idea i'm going to an event i do know that I was about to say, ain't no way you could be like, I'm not doing anything when you got an event tonight. Not I. What is your event? Where are you going? I am going to an event in Atlanta. It's for The Reacher, which is a new show on Amazon Prime. They put together an obstacle course that like features things like how to break out of jail and all these little different things that you can do and get a, like, a little scorecard and a nice photo op at the end. So I am going to go down there and see if I have what it takes to be a criminal, maybe? I don't think he's a criminal. Well, for what like, it's worth, I it's, really think you have what it takes. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, where can we I, find The Reacher? Like, what, where, where is... That's going to be on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. Nice. So that's where you can find it. Cool. Cool beans. I like that. This week, I am working on... Uh, well... I finally <laughs> took a big chunk out of the unpacking that I still have yet to do from moving into this dang house. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I know. So many clothes, so many things, so many, just so many everythings. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I'll never be done. So that's. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> it's almost like you just never feel like you've done all the things. Exactly. It always I... seems like there's something to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out when I moved into Hogwarts because it feels like all of my shit is multiplying. Like, oh my god! That's every time I think I'm almost done, it's like, ta-da! Four more boxes in this corner. I'm like, what's going here's on here? that and another one. <laughs> so that 
that is what I'm working on as far as like personally. February 1st is coming. So my little influencer sabbatical will be up. So I'll be back to uh-huh. sharing content and, and it'll be just in time to get ready for Valentine's Day. Valentine's and- Day. There we go. So oh, what y'all doing for Valentine's Day? Who? Um, us? Yes. The ladies. What are the ladies got planned for the Valentine's Day? Crying into a bowl of soup. Oh, I got to be soup. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's going to be a self-love day for me because, you know, but I don't know what kind of soup. Yeah, I know. Right? Alphabet soup. That would Right. Fun. I was exactly about to say that. <laughs> Animal crackers in my soup. Thank you, Shirley. Because that's oh. exactly probably what that would be. <laughs> oh, God. So animal crackers in my soup. Sounds about oh, valid to me. But you got them two babies. You can love on them for Valentine's Day. I can. Them all my kids. <laughs> them all your chillings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we don't have anything planned for Valentine's Day. It's going to be pretty low key. because I don't believe you. Well, right. <laughs> I don't believe her at Why? all. Okay. Why? Go ahead and tell these lies. Why? Because, you know. At the, y'all are last minute type of people, but y'all always do something real cute. Mm-hmm. You and Ryan Dial. You take those lies and you shove them right up your patootie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, well, Valentine's Day is on freaking Monday, but it, it does work out because his day off is Tuesday. So mm-hmm. we'll probably like just, I don't know, maybe cook something. And if you survive until Tuesday, then we'll Ooh. go out and do Oh, that. <laughs> but what's funny is is i've moved into this damn house i've gotten pretty damn domestic um i love it for you i don't oh (laughs) ain't got no more mama's cooking she was she yeah she cook all the time and stuff but she you don't never want to eat what i make you just go get you something yeah well sometimes i ain't just gonna be here to just gobble up stuff oh well that's what you do it is what I do, and I do it well. Trey, you can tell us what you up to this weekend. What you got planned for Valentine's yeah. Day? Don't be trying to throw it all on us. Get get up, get up. Well, I have not made any plans. What the fuck? <laughs> Valentine's Day is undetermined. Uh, we usually don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I believe it's a uh, propaganda. Oh God! <laughs> oh, oh God! God. Oh. Every every black man got this record, and they play it on repeat. <laughs> Yeah, it is. They just want you to spend money unnecessarily. Randall, Randall says the same thing, but I take that record and snap it in half and be like, "This is what right. we do." Wow. Yeah, like no, you will not be telling me I can't because I am. They play that bullshit record all the time and be like, "I feel like if you love somebody, then you, you should show it them. all you year. Show it all year, all round. year round. Nah, there that, you go. That bullshit. Nah, nah, all year round. Come on, y'all stinking asses don't mind celebrating Christmas. And if you love Jesus, then you ought to love him year round. Now, how you love that? Okay, I I do love Jesus year round. Who told you I didn't love Jesus year round? You don't put you don't keep your Christmas tree and all your little Christmas (laughs) decorations up and do all your little Christmas stuff all year round. Yeah, that's because if I did, HOA would be like, Hey, 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 hey. You take that down. <laughs> we understand different religions do different things, but we don't do that here. You ain't lying. That's exactly what they were saying. That's exactly how they were saying. <laughs> you got that down pat, my boy. <laughs> While we acknowledge all religions, we do not acknowledge all decorations. 
all the time. Okay. Take it down. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, okay, Mr. Um, if you love somebody. All right, then you need to give Rhonda flowers every day, then. She don't like flowers. Mm-hmm. Well, give us See, something. I, I something know every my day. wife. See, that's why I ain't worried about it. She I, like okay, well, what's it that Negro like? Give it to her every day since you uh, y'all can't take the one day. Probably, I'm gonna do something. She probably not gonna do nothing. I know you, Terrell. I know you. I'm probably gonna do something. And you know what? That's that's about right. Mm -hmm. That sounds just about right. You do something real nice for that woman who bared your kids Mm -hmm. and put up with your mess. And Terrell got a big ass head. So <laughs> what what right. has to do with anything? What, right. She she <laughs> she need everything. She needs diamonds. Okay. Yeah, Ice baby. her out. Periods. Okay. Exactly. Well, all right. Well okay. <laughs> Ice her out. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. <laughs> Go right Expect over. There. Diamonds. Go to the swap meet. See what they got. Oh, really? <laughs> Let, let, you know what? Let's move on before you get divorced today. <laughs> Dang, wild. Oh, Lord. Anyway, well, Terrell, what, what are we talking about today? We are talking about women of the movement today. Yes. 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 Um, we spoke about the first three episodes and we'll finish up with the remaining three episodes. Yeah. So that's what we're jumping into today. Okay. What, we're doing. what are Hello? we drinking today? Because I think I'm going to need a drink after this one. I think yeah. everybody is going to need a drink after this one because this this was a lot. <laughs> we're going to be making Mississippi Punch. All right. Since our movie is based on this tragedy that happened in the great state of Mississippi. Mm. Yeah. Or just <laughs> a state, the state of Mississippi. Right. I wouldn't call that it the great right. state. That was quite a reach, but okay. So it's just, it, it calls for quite a few ingredients, but it's very simple. It's not a complex uh, recipe, but it's a Mississippi punch cocktail. So you'll need an ounce and a half of light rum, an ounce of bourbon, an ounce of brandy, half an ounce of lemon juice, half a teaspoon of sugar, and a dash or two of bitters and some ice cubes. And you'll combine all of that in a cocktail shaker, give it a good shake, and strain it over some fresh ice into a tall Collins glass. So this cocktail is pretty boozy forward, but we're going to need all the booze that we can stand to move into our movie or Mm -hmm. series or topic for the day, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so yeah, mm-hmm. as usual, the recipe will be up uh, on the website, or and we'll post it on Instagram, all that good stuff. So, all right, all right. So let's get into it, Terrell. Hit it. All right. Let's see. Episode four through six. Let's see, fourth episode was really about the trial and getting stuff ready for the trial. What the NAACP was doing during that time, Ruby Hurley, she was the real standout during that to me. Everything that she did, they were going in disguise to speak with people and stuff like that. Which that scene was, I wasn't expecting that, but. You, You weren't expecting that? No. I mean, but that's the way I think they would have to get down because they didn't really speak with people they didn't really with people from the north like that, I believe. 
So oh, if I mean, somebody I from the North came down and was like, yo, tell me about this, they would have been like, mm, we not talking to you. But if you right. look like us, like I'd be more apt to speak with you because I think... Oh, no, I understand the logic oh, behind it. But okay. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it like... And, and maybe it was for time, but there was no scene before that was like, you know what? I'm just going to go talk to them and look like them. It was just like, boom, the next scene, she in a, a head rag, like, hey there. Damn it, something. And I was like, who is I that? Thought, and I went, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Wild. It was wild to me personally. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, she, she did run up on the lady like, look, tell me what it is because your son could be next. And I was, God, right. no. I mean, I get it, but. Okay. NAACP like, was aggressive. They really wanted this case were. to go a different way. This was their mark. If we can get this done in Mississippi, we can get things done throughout the South. I, and I get it, but like, and, and you know, and there was a moment where she had to double back to the lady and be like, look, maybe I was a little too aggressive and I did yeah. not realize that you're not just putting your livelihood on the life on the line. Mm-hmm. You're putting your life mm-hmm. on the line. Yeah. So yeah. that was a good thing to see them like her doubling back and admitting that, yeah. Man, the stakes are a little higher for you than yeah. for me. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was so interesting to me. Like, just like Toriel pointed out, I was like, she really, she definitely went and 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 I thought it took so much courage. I know it was kind of further along because we didn't really realize if they were going to do it or not, if she was going to take the stand or not. And I just know it took so much courage for her to stand up on that stand and tell what she told and the guy as well to come and tell what he told and it's so sad that it didn't have any bearing on the game yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like God bless Uncle Mose I think I said that last episode too but it took a lot of courage for him to stand up in that courtroom and point to them white men like that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that little picture of him pointing is just iconic and I that yeah. took a lot of bravery and oh definitely definitely mm-hmm. but you I... see he had to leave after I mean it was terrible down there it, having to leave your everything behind your dog your where you work everything <laughs> to go to, like I got to get out of here just for pointing at two white men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought her bravery, not her bravery, that's not the word I'm looking for, but her ability to forgive that man, I was like... How much her, I'm um, talking about Mamie? Mamie? Yes. Yeah. She to got grace, y'all. She, she, because I don't think I could. I don't think I could have. And I like how they kind of explain, like, yeah, I was angry when I first got down here, but, like, I understand that he thought he could provide the safety and that summer camp experience. And so I don't fault him. And I'm like, oh, she was a stronger woman than most. Yeah. I don't think I could have. I don't think I could have done it. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I'm pretty sure she was angry for a while because, Mm -hmm. She was promised that it would be, be taken safe. care of. Mm-hmm. And I think that it took her going down there to really realize how it was and mm-hmm. to understand the fear. Like, because there were, even though she was aware of how the South was, she wasn't raised down there. Exactly. You know, other than visits Not and being way. down there. So she was like, what, two, I think? Mm-hmm. So, um, like, because you remember the scene in the courtroom, Mamie, 
had every right to be upset with him. But I, like I said, I think her going down there and visiting and really seeing how things are really helped her to understand why Mose would be terrified and would be slow to, yeah. to accuse these white men. Uh, yeah, because when they were speaking with, with Dr. Howard at Mountains, that Mount Bayou, she didn't think she was like kind of calling him like a coward didn't think that he would go through with it or didn't think that he would testify to what he saw. But once he got on, on stand, he really came through. He said exactly what he saw, even though the attorney tried to twist his words. He's like, well, yeah. no, you really didn't see what you think you saw. You, right. Like, no, I saw what I saw. And that's what yeah. I'm going to say. But once he did that, he knew that his time there was done. Yeah. I hated. Been... Oh, go, go ahead, ahead Taylor. No, I hate the defense, like the defense, like the argument that they made just did. I mean, like, it just didn't make yeah. any sense because I'm just like, I done told you that I, that Nick, he, he said who he was. I saw his face. Exactly. Leave me the fuck alone. Right, how but do you know? know? How do you know? It, he said his <laughs> name was mean? Mr. Brian, but he it couldn't have been Mr. Brian. It could have been somebody uh, else. Who goes and says somebody else? And it was just like, you know, just proof of how little they thought of blacks as far as like mm -hmm. intelligence yeah because mm -hmm. the defense wasn't even it wasn't even like a well-crafted defense it was just mm -hmm. like uh i'm not gonna come up with a, a good defense i'm just gonna try to cross this nigga up you, you said you did but did you didn't you didn't but dude what, what you mean by that like mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me you just try you were just trying to mix him up because you thought he was an ignorant black man exactly and, mm -hmm. that trial and they did that with every black person that got on the stand. Every person that got on the stand that was black, they tried the same tactic every single yep. time. Mm, and did y'all notice that they made them, they put their hand on a colored Bible. It was marked colored. I'm like, please tell me that the, are the words different in this Bible, Bruh, this colored Bible? Time. Jesus is black in the colored Bible? Watching it. We were, I, we, me and Randall were sitting there watching. And when they that scene came on, I screamed. Because I was like, how? Yeah. It, I'm sorry, like segregation, like on that level, just does not make any sense to me. No. Like, nope. You, we can't swear on the same Bible. Bible. <laughs> Wild. We could sit in the same chair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you're on the stand. Because they didn't take those, they didn't exchange sure any did. chairs. They sat no, down. The next not. person came and sat down. Well, we can't mm -hmm. swear on the same Bible. What? Yeah, that I thought wild. that was wild. I, that 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 shit was crazy, and I'm like, yeah, I just don't understand. But you know, that that once again, that is me trying to apply logic where there is none. Because yeah, we got to stop doing that. Because baby, there was no like literally no part of this was logical. Like mm -hmm. even like to the point where they were like, how you know that was him? And then I didn't understand how they were like. No, the ring can't be called into question. Like, we shouldn't allow the ring. And I'm like, but that was like a huge identifier that this is how else would anyone mm -hmm. have, have gotten this specific this ring, ring that had my husband. Right. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, y'all really trying to do everything you possibly can. And the fact that they kept trying to say, this man did this, that man did mm -hmm. that, this when man. It was a boy. I still done to this day. day. 
Very yeah. true. Right. It still does to this day. Like, it is. Black children are always seen as older than they are. And mm-hmm. it's, it's sad. As um, older than they are. And then, like, as, as I don't know. Um, more aggressive, violent. more sexual. More aggressive. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. All, all of that is it's pathetic. It's but, yeah, that defense was, like, so so lazy it was like the only thing that we can do is just try to cross these niggas up and and make them think that they didn't see what they saw exactly well how did you see him if he had the flashlight where you can see stuff he was like it's coming out the side the light coming out the side it illuminates it could illuminate yeah. him as well a flashlight isn't just a straight line of light that only right, a goes in one direction Shit. exactly I mean, right, all it was that. light all it was light that. out there <laughs> Like, did you turn on I, the light? No. Mm-hmm. Something that really stuck out to me was how he was trying to tell him the the one of the field workers when he mm. was saying, "I I saw him go in and I saw him come out. I saw him take a drink. I saw him." And he was like, "Well, you don't know what he was in there doing, and you never saw him actually in the barn. You saw him coming out and going back, but you never saw him in there." And I was mm-hmm. just like, "What?" Yeah. That's the stuff it they was, was crazy. They hung their hat on was flimsy. It, that would never stand up in the court of law today, not at all. It it was it was crazy, and then it was like, well, or at least I hope it wouldn't hold up in the court. Of law. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, and what got me was with the Carolyn Bryant woman. They were like, you know, she said that that was Emmett that did that to her, mm-hmm. but then when they went and got Emmett, they realized it wasn't him. So they let him go. And they let him go. Makes huh? right. zero sense. You contradicted yourself with saying yeah. what you did. First, you saying, yeah. then she got on the stand and made up this wild story. Wild. That made zero sense. Wild story. But he wasn't. What well, was he the one or wasn't he the one? And I needed the prosecutor. The prosecutor didn't do his job, in my opinion. I know he thought he was trying, but he was trash. He was trash. He really was. Cause I was like, because I would have jumped on that. I would have I'm like, no, that's what we not gonna do is you gonna tell me you kidnapped the kid, find out he wasn't a kid, then you let him go. But then you telling me this story about how this kid did all this, and then you went and got your gun. And it was that kid. Exactly. Like come on. mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden it wasn't the kid that y'all found, it's another kid that went missing at another plantation, but nobody wants to talk. Like, the shit on, was crazy, bro. and I'm yeah. not gonna lie. They that the series started losing me in the fourth episode. Yeah, I have um, to agree. Yeah, maybe yeah. fourth or fifth episode, whichever one that had the the bulk of the trial Testimony. in it. Fifth episode. Uh, it was the fifth episode. Yeah, when they started going all legal, legal on me with all the kind of legal jargon that wasn't really explained, but it was just so crazy and far fetched to where it was like. I I will say that I kind of checked out a little bit. I watched it, but mm-hmm. I was like, mm. yeah. So I think it was because I know the outcome. Mm-hmm. I knew what was going to mm-hmm. happen. So then when they just were going back and forth in court, I was just like, I, I already um, know this isn't gonna. Is that like they're gonna change history with it? So yeah, yeah. I, I that it did it for me when I heard her tell the story of what she said happened Mm -hmm. I got so pissed off that I was like I don't want to finish this because I know it was a lie Mm -hmm. I know that she got away with it I don't want to watch this anymore because 
It just yeah. made me so angry. It made me want to cry because his mother had to sit there and know that her son would never do something like that. Her son would have exactly. never. And then they hear about the whistling, like, oh, I taught him how to do that when he stuttered and stuff like that, even though I still don't believe there was a whistle. And then for them to, you know, they got off on kidnapping and they, they admitted to doing that. Exactly. They still got off on that. And mm-hmm. then a book deal. It was a lot wild. going on. It was wild. <laughs> I don't care if Emmett jumped up on the counter and twerked on the on the damn counter. He right. didn't deserve that, what he no, got. Exactly. And, and then for the prosecutor to be like, we deal with children down here in Mississippi the way we ought to. The most he should have gotten what? was a whooping. Yeah. So and then I, I have to remember that. This is, we live in a different time. We live in a different mm-hmm. You don't get to put your hand on people all type of ways. You don't mm-hmm. get to put your hand on my child at all. But for you yeah. end up strung up. <laughs> Period. <laughs> don't you lynch nobody. <laughs> but, I, oh God, it was just a lot. And, <laughs> oh, um, and the story that she came up with was just. Was a ridiculous story. It, it was like no I was like, you know what? They got the right play person to play this. Um, yeah, they, they did. played the part too well, in I my opinion. Her. Thank you. That, that's what I be thinking about when I watch like race movies. Oh yeah, I'm like, like, y'all oh, is really oh, jumping into this role. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all real comfortable saying Negro and nigga up on this TV show, <laughs> and we won't forget. <laughs> I'm gonna see it in something else, and then be like, oh, uh-uh, that's that racist man who was over there calling people niggers. You lying because they were like, whoo, they was Timothy Hutton. Like, I was like, mm. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like that. I man. don't like this. Yes, yes, yes. Because you know, he played he played the, the prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was man. What is up with him playing all these jerk characters? Because you know, in, in the last holiday, he was a jerk character. Oh, yeah, he sure because was. He, <laughs> yep. uh, this does be real. They be like, mm-hmm, this is a role for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right. I ask, oh. Whoa. If that's your 55 Mississippi is your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to find mm-hmm. another zone. Care of, actors get pigeonholed all the time, like, and they play the same kind of character. Like uh Vanessa L. Williams don't always play a bitch, a snooty 4020 bitch. Yes, she does. And she is wonderful at it. Yeah, which Vanessa Williams are you talking about? Vanessa, Miss America. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, Miss America, wins. she's always gonna play a hoity toity, snooty, uptight bitch, and she is wonderful, wonderful at it. I love her, but yeah, back back to the uh, Carol, the Carolyn Bryant actress, like she that little lip, yeah, she trembles, let it grab my arm. Like, come on, <laughs> bro. Bitch, fuck you. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Then he chased me down and grabbed me on the hips. And I was, come on, bro. Quit, 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 quit the line. And I'm just like, young folks, quit the cap. (laughs) But I will say that was actually the only smart tactic that the defense had. Even though the they didn't allow that testimony to be in the thing, they didn't sequester the jury. So they everybody knew it, in the town right. they knew it was knew everybody. Swear all over town. Yeah. Like, come on. You hear they a knew. sensational story like that, you're going to mm-hmm. anybody that can hear it. And I, I just, 
Oh, I hated they was oh yeah, no, yeah, you mm-hmm. you did what you were supposed to do. He he touched you like that. What what why yeah. did you think child or black adult knowing that this would be the outcome would do that to you, like would do that to anyone? Exactly. Like that's wild. And they try to play up that him being from Chicago up north is different down there, down here. They don't respect our customs or our way of life because I kept hearing about their way of life. And I'm like, Mm. that way of life. How did you feel if that brute went up in your house and talked to your wife or your sister like that? What black man just going to bust in the house and be like, I've been with white women and I want you and I'm going to have you. Like, that just never happened. <laughs> never, literally never. <laughs> to this day, has never happened. Damn, sure not in that time. You ain't lying. <laughs> I, I was like, Goodness, but it, it's just white fear, like oh, the white fear, and then like that whole white citizens council meeting where that they're like, there ain't nothing more precious on this earth than a white little girl with blue eyes and blonde hair. And we got to protect them. And then we can't okay. have these Negro children going in the same school as them and then mm-hmm. misogynating with our white women. It's like, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, gee, it was, oh God. I'm like, not that way. I will do it. Yeah. I hated that they allowed them to bring their children into the courtroom because it was like, yeah. y'all need to remember that they got kids. You can't just put them in jail because they got kids to take care of. Oh my God. Like, it was I that. And then the fucking arrogance of them, like, like, while they were giving their, like, closing arguments, that the ball guy was rereading the paper. Like, yeah, they was real. Yeah. They got their wives sitting next to them all clung up mm. on them, like, and what they kind of court is were... this? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they knew it was a formality. Like it was a formality. Like, this is this is crazy. This is a fucking circus. Like mm-hmm. wow. And then but, laughing like okay. Either way it goes, whether y'all find them guilty or innocent, somebody's dead. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I hate that we didn't have any any type of forensic science back then where they could have mm-hmm. tested her DNA because I think I don't know I don't know why I feel like that would have helped okay we identified I think that really would have done more for the case if they could have positively ID'd him like with solid sure. evidence I definitely think that they probably would have gone down I think I don't know I that hope- was their whole defense that ain't right. it like yeah. who is it and then they right. came up that just was off the cuff like the sheriff just came up with that out the blue. He was like, I never said it was him. I don't even know what color he was. Like, bro, quit But you signed the death certificate. That I was I, wild. I just said it was a body. I ain't say who it was. I never met Emmett Till. Who in the hell meets the person? Who who meets the person? Yeah, like every sheriff? sheriff or every coroner meets the person that they that they, Before, I, while they identify. Alive. Like, what? You know you about to die today, mm-hmm. right? I don't just want to lay eyes on your side. I know it's you. Like, my you, thing is how you gonna say that wasn't a black man exactly. I was just like what who is listening to this man talk like how did you not tell that that was a black man I, I don't I have questions but I don't I don't think that it surprised me 
as much as it should. Like, because I'm like, they all stood up for themselves. They knew when they started the trial that they were going to let them people off. Yeah. Regardless oh, yeah. of, yeah. even if the jury was like guilty, they probably would have been like, ah, go spend a day in jail. Go spend an hour in jail. Like, you did bad. They only uh, had this trial because America saw what happened. And so they mm-hmm. had, it was a definitely a formality or like, okay, fine. We'll we can, we can say that the whole world believe that we just animals down right. here. We'll have a little trial. Let the niggers see that uh, we, we will at least follow some of the laws. Some of it. Y'all, oh, and I hate that we have like the whole double jeopardy. You can't like convict them because they confessed. You know, they end up they ended up confessing to the murder of Emmett Till, and I was and like getting paid off of it, and, and getting, getting paid, paid off of it. And I was just like, I'm. This is gonna sound awful. Everything we watch up until episode one has been awful. So lay it on us. So karma did pay them back. Thankfully, they became poor because all the black people stopped stopped going to that shop that they owned. Mm -hmm. All the black people left the farm that the other guy owned. And so they all fell into poverty and both of those men died of cancer. And I know that's like, I I don't mean that is in like a bad way for anyone who has had someone lose to cancer, but like, yeah, the only one that is still alive is uh, Carolyn Bridges, and she. Oh God! Let me tell you something. Where episode five lost me, mm-hmm. six picked mm-hmm. me up and punched me in the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That last episode that got me so bad to where, like, because like I said, you know, I don't watch these episodes alone. Mm-hmm. I, like, I have to have, I have to be able to process them afterwards, but. So Randall was here with me, my honey, and at the end of it, we just looked at each other and just, mm-hmm. there wasn't even any words. Like, but I think the only thing we said to each other was, are you okay? And mm. both of us was like, no. no. <laughs> I was filled with such rage. Like that mm-hmm. whole Look Magazine interview mm-hmm. was just crazy. Even though I knew about that and I should have known it was coming, it's still, I was filled with such rage that like whoo the arrogance the, the, and just the audacity and then the last <laughs> scenes where they were finally showing like what it probably was like for Emmett mm-hmm. like the whole ordeal of being tortured and stuff over their lives because they were telling the lies yes and the they were showing like you know this is most likely how it went down based on the truth and they were still the trying to perpetuate this lie that black men are animals because mm-hmm. they were like after all we did to him he didn't even scream out not once who i'm sorry like even jesus when he was tortured hollered out mm-hmm. why have you forsaken me like mm-hmm. there ain't no way that even like the strongest person like you 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 shoot them gouging their eyes out collapse half their skull and they just sitting there looking like what's up like I and, oh, and the only thing he was saying was I'm I'm just as good as y'all really. Yeah, a scared child that y'all 14. snatched up in the and middle of the was, night was talking cash crazy to y'all like that the whole time. A fourteen year old crazy. I was like, yeah, that that all of that was wild. I you 
how inhumane can you be? Like, I don't see even the people who was like, yeah, they did this, but, you know, we're going to stand with our people. I don't even see how you could look at them and be like, they with us. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you did a great thing. Like, no, no. Yeah. Because I legit had the same conversation with Randall. I was like, I once again, I have to acknowledge that I'm in a different time period. Women work now. And can be breadwinners and can be single and be okay. And mm-hmm. back then, women did not leave their husbands mm-hmm. very often. But there's no way I could lay in the bed next to somebody knowing that they did something like this. And I know, like, that time period, okay, it wasn't enough for a white man to kill a black man and get away with it mm-hmm. or whatever. But the way they did it. Yeah, they the brutality. tortured a human mm-hmm. body to where mm-hmm. it was unrecognizable. And, and to where people were like, the mother can't even recognize it. So... Mm-hmm. I, there's just no way I could be next to somebody and be like, yeah, <laughs> that is yeah, crazy. literally no way, Mm-mm. no, and and you can tell now. This is not me giving sympathy to that lion ass gank ass bitch. Oh, we're gonna get but, to that because I got something to say about that. But go ahead. She, you could almost tell. Well, I don't know how it was in you know actually in the case and trial if she did but you could tell that she a part of her didn't want to do this like a part of her didn't want to get up there and lie you could tell like they were doing a lot of scenes where she looked at Mamie and was like and you could tell the look on her face was like I'm sorry but I got to like and I don't know if that was just for TV purposes I don't know if that is really what happened in the courtroom but even after she told her story it kind of she gave this look like like did I do okay but like also I'm an awful person and you still are an awful skank ass bitch and if you ever hear this I want you to know that you can die very slow death oh goodness gracious all right Oh, well, and that that was one of the few things that I did not like about the series was that it felt kind of like they were kind of positioning us to have a little sympathy or at least try Mm -hmm. and understand Mm -hmm. the the consequences and like the. Well, they failed. Failed. I don't think the the consequences. Oh, we had to close up our shop. Oh, no. Yeah, I feel like because there was that that scene where she was like, there's nothing left. And I was good, bitch. And then (laughs) where she's looking at me, like, you know, like Kayla said, like she's looking at Mamie in the courtroom. Um, Or the scene where it, it, because it really felt like they were positioning these characters to be like, like Carolyn's husband. Like he was, mm-hmm. oh, I'm being bullied. My brother, or, or was it his brother-in-law? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. brother, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he, and he really bitch. I just really wanted to scare the boy, but he made me go through with the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, but at no time in that part did you did stop? You, did you stop? Did you try to stop it? Did you mm-hmm. stop or, or walk away? You did nothing. You yeah. went through with it, and then you did a fucking interview afterwards. So yeah. even mm-hmm. if I might have had a little piece, a little crumb of sympathy at nope. after the murder. You went on and did an interview. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel bad for you, son. Not at all. Yeah, because they, they tried to make it seem like he's just, oh, he's, he's impressionable. And, and he was just doing, you know, what, what he was told, what he felt he had to, to protect his, his family and his good white name. I was like. Ridiculous. 
Yeah, but no. I, I did want to talk about Dr. Howard and Mount Bayou and uh, get your thoughts on that part of the episode where they go to the community. It's uh, basically an all black community. They have the black hospital, they have the black, the pool for blacks, they have the living for blacks. Like, how did, you, how did that make you all feel just seeing that down in that area where everything was just really messed up but then you had this little ray of sunshine where black people were actually thriving and uh living well in that for me it was beautiful to see Mm -hmm. and then it also kind of made me sad (laughs) because i thought about like how and i don't know the history of this this black town i Mm -hmm. I actually have been meaning to look it up and i probably will later but i also see how like Black towns that were thriving, how they were treated. I mean, we have Tulsa mm-hmm. to look at. So every time I think about Tulsa, Oklahoma, I get even more enraged. <laughs> right. So I'm just yeah. like, I already know I'm enraged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it cranked it up like past the ten, mm-hmm. but I, I it was beautiful to see, and mm-hmm. and yeah, and I. I just think black children are just so beautiful and to mm-hmm. see them just have fun and be free and just be full of joy. It's just mm-hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What y'all thought about the life insurance claim? Well, sorry, you know what? I'm sorry. Let me, let oh. me um back up. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say about the town? Did you have anything to say? I, you posed the question. Yeah. I just thought that it was, it was good that they did show that not everyone was living on a plantation or a former plantation working for somebody else, that they were well-to-do Black people in the South that Mm -hmm. were trying to make strides and trying to build community to uplift Black people that were still in the area. I really think they showed, I wish they would have showed a little more. I would really like to have gotten into what was going on there or how they actually lived or how they were able to build that. I know they gave a brief history of who started uh, Mount mm-hmm. Bayou, but I mm-hmm. really wanted to see a little more about, you know, just their day-to-day life and how they were able to just be fruitful down there mm-hmm. in a place where they don't want you to succeed. Yeah, I, I definitely kind of want to look that up too after the series. And I want to look up all the information about all the Black people back in the day who was who mm. who did something to kind of make our way of living. Well, all Black people back then did something for most Black people back then did something <laughs> to make our lives better now. But I would love to hear about these heavy hitters that we don't really hear about. I've never heard about Mount Bayou before, before I watched this. And yeah. then and even like the Tulsa, Oklahoma, like I heard about it growing up, but not like enough for me to be like, oh, let me go read up on this. But I, after watching Watchmen, I, 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 I did do a lot of digging and what they did was just so inhumane. Like these folks were inhumane and some of them still are, but yeah, like for anyone to have succeeded in that time to be black and to su- and, and be successful had to do a lot of like standing up and being brave and courageous for themselves and being brave and courageous for everyone else everyone who was a part of the NAACP at that time um 
brave and courageous when when she was like, I didn't know women were a part of this. And it was like, we're essential part of this. Like, no, we're not oh, just a part of this. We are like it, yep. honey. Like, no, the movement would not move without us. And so I'm just super, super grateful for the people who came before us who did not fold or falter. And the ones who did fold and falter, you know, power to them too, because I'm sure they thought they were doing the best that they could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it, Except it was for the people hard. who was just like, nah, fuck y'all niggas, like a little Uncle Ruckus. Now you little Uncle Ruckuses, you little Uncle Ruckuses can go to hell. All right, but no Uncle, Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> Our apologies to anybody named Ruckus. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) just some some turbulent times. And I just am thankful that I am very acknowledge the privilege that I have that I am living off the sweat and blood and tears of those who came Mm -hmm. before me because ain't no way I could say how I would be back then. I, I just cannot. I would love yeah, to be yeah. like, yeah, I would be a prominent member of the black race and I would yeah. just fight for justice. But I, really I probably would have died. <laughs> just, oh, just, just take me out, please, because oh, I won't do this. Yeah, no. Um, me and my friends joke about this all the time. If there's like a zombie apocalypse, I'm not running. Like, oh, I know no. I would die. I, I'm really? not even. I'm. I'm just going oh, yeah. to be in the fire. Like, d- I'm not. I'm going to let the first zombie I see eat me. <laughs> Goodness, not the first one you see. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't want to be the first, but probably like the next batch, it will get me. Yeah, no, I have no interest in in trying to survive such. <laughs> no, yeah. I have no. Interest. I I've had this conversation before too, and I'm like, because I think about the apocalypse and how awful it'll be to live during that time, and I'll be, you know what? Is it worth it to yeah. live through this? It's not. I'm about to go on and die, <laughs> be in the ground, right. asleep, and just be fine. And then, you know, hopefully wake up one day. But <laughs> period. I am not interested. Terrell, you you would fight to survive during a I apocalypse. I would definitely try to survive. Me I'm and good. my, my, me, my out. me and my brood, we would we would fight. We would fight the good fight. I'm good. Wow. Because I just I don't know. I just can't see just giving up that easy, like. Stick my arm out like, take a bite. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, if I, I had I'm to not do it, to I would just be like that. Them. But I would be like, if they came and attacked me, I'd be, y'all got it. <laughs> but got especially it, if they run, if the zombies run, oh, I'm no, done. Fast. Now, if they, they walk, zombies. yeah. If they walk, in if dead the zombies, zombies walk, I might try. Might. That know. would be the furthest that I could do. Like I might be, oh no. Oh, you got me, but <laughs> but like it's hard. You know how like you see in like Walking Dead and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I've not watched that, but like they be building these panic rooms and have guns and, and like building up like food storage and stuff. No, I mean you know what? Nah, bro. Is it, is it worth it to live it's like not. this? <laughs> but then what? So that just that's it. The end of the human. Like all right, we gonna check out. Survive like that? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, what you just gonna eat a can of tuna every one one a day and then till you run out and then die? Yeah, man. No, then you gotta go out on runs. Come on now. I'm not finna do none of that. If there's nobody making stuff, what are you gonna run to get? Then you have to go out in the wild and, and get it how you live. Again, no. No, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did y'all feel about the life insurance 
tactic that the defense um, was trying to throw in there. Like it didn't make any sense. You would have thought it was a half a million dollars or something. Wasn't it was like a couple of hundred dollars. It was four hundred dollars, but I'm assuming back in the time that was a lot, which would have been about four thousand dollars back then. Yeah. So that's not enough to make you make up this whole big to do to kill your own child. Yeah, for approximately four thousand dollars. Like that's not. I know they thought was like literally just trying to make us sound like animals like yeah yeah you killed your son so you could get a little money mind you she was doing well up in chicago exactly y'all don't know Uh, nothing about that woman to be over here trying to say yeah she did you just wanted a little money no 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 sir no No, that was and the thing is the stuff they say black people do they do in droves what and they do it like out of control and you like Y'all don't see this, but no. as soon as one black person does one thing, they're like, "Look at it's them. because they're animals. Look at, exactly, and they're not human. Like, like, bro, y'all doing the most animalistic shit you could think of. And right, as that, soon as a black person is thought to have done something, look at them. See, see, savages. Oh my goodness, and that that is why, like, uh, I have heard the argument, like, when it comes to like school shootings or abortions. Like, well, blacks have more abortions than anybody, and blacks shoot up people more than anybody. What about black on black crime? And it's mm-hmm. like, I that you remember that the show I was telling you about last week, Miss Pat. Mm-hmm. She had a quip that she shot back that was so slick and was the perfect response to that. I was like, you know what? I fucks with that because she was they were they were talking about school shootings as opposed to black on black crime they're like you know well, what about blacks um killing each other and she was like yeah day day gonna shoot ray ray but these little white kids gonna kill us all mm-hmm. yep <laughs> like yep yep okay. i was like yeah yeah because it's that. true Goodness mm-hmm. oh i was like mm-hmm. but yeah that that was just crazy i just how you expect me to bury the the, the the babies? How you expect me to pay for all this stuff exactly. if I don't? That's what life insurance is for. And you know, y'all asses would have took out life insurance for your kid. And then my thing was the whole, the whole I feel like that should have hurt their case regardless. Because at the end of the day, she got it when he was born. If you mm-hmm. are going to try to make a case to say you did this just to collect the insurance money, I would think that you would have just gotten it when he died, like right before mm-hmm. he died or something like that. But like, yeah, when he went on the trip. But right. the stuff they were coming up with made no sense. The stuff it they said no about Moe, well, Moe's got the ring and then he just put it on a, this corpse. Like, who? How? Why? That why? makes no how, sense. Why? All those but let, but let me tell you how lazy this defense was. Like, and I don't know, maybe I'm showing my evil nature, but <laughs> oh, Lord. oh Lord. But <laughs> Emmett's dad, okay, so we, you know, at the end, we get the, oh, the whole backstory on what happened yeah. with Emmett's dad. Given what we know about that time, and and the general white fear of the of the time period, anybody who done a little piece of research would have could have found that out in the beginning, and that could have been their whole defense. Like mm-hmm. y'all know that, that wasn't Emmett, true, right? Well, yeah, no, it exactly. wasn't true, <laughs> but it was believed to be true. That's mm-hmm. what yeah. was reported. Until so that could have been their later. whole defense, been like, oh well, Emmett is just a rapist like his daddy, 
And everybody in that car would have been, mm-hmm, that's right, there comes them niggas be raping. But, mm-hmm. but instead, they gave this whack ass, silly ass, don't make no sense ass defense. And then around the end, somebody was like, well, let's look into the boy's daddy. And then found it out. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that was, yeah. just, it was the whole trial, the, the defense, just everything. It was just so lazy. Like, Mm-hmm. But y'all, but y'all see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. of course. Yeah, it was. It ugh. they didn't even take. That's that's how much that they knew that they were going to get away with that. They didn't even come up with a, a decent strategy. A good, yeah, basically, we gonna rely on our good white people to do the good white thing and make sure these good white people don't go down for just killing some black kid from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right, but right. I think doing that, they shot themselves in the foot overall in mm-hmm. the South. Had they convicted those men, it wouldn't have been an uproar. Had they done everything like they were supposed to do, it wouldn't have been any type of backlash or this, this, and that. This person committed a crime. We found the people that committed a crime. Everything's good down here. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And they could have kept doing what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Living how they've been living, but wanted to fight this so bad for protection of these white people, they shot themselves in the foot and it blowing up in their face. And everything black people deserved, we ended up getting from the mm-hmm. situation. Pretty much, you literally turned the state of Mississippi upside down, and just to save these two white men. And then, like, did y'all hear the parts where they were like, there's no way he could have done this. He's, he's, there was a nigger drowning in his pond and he went out there and saved him. The, the niggers of Mississippi love him. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they really tried to play them up. They like, really did. And I was like, like these people are heroes. They're heroes. It was one that was bleeding out. He let him drive his truck into town. Who would, who would do that if you didn't like them? You like the niggers yeah. in their place. The like, the thing is, the right. always the had to in be place. in our place. Like, bro, come on. Always in our place. If we not in our place, then we out of pocket. Then that's when you think you need to discipline us. Like, come on. Yeah, it, it, it was just crazy. And yeah, that, 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 that last episode was hard. It was. God, it was so hard. And it was so hard to see her break down, go to yeah. her mom. Like all of that was hard. And I was just like, she should never have had to live through this at all. I don't know that I've heard of a more horrific killing ever in my life. Mm-mm. Like right. I've heard of people. Yeah. Even getting curb stopped to me is like, minor to what they did to this poor child and for him to be 14 and just to know he was alive for all of this it's not like they killed him they literally tortured him Mm -hmm. and 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 yeah I, i could only imagine what his like the last part of his life just felt like for him and i it, that 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 was make me want to really cry and weep because I'm like this this he didn't know he know what he was what he was doing would have made this outcome mm-hmm. and yeah like he didn't deserve he didn't deserve that at all so yeah yeah was yeah. really yeah it's it's very very rough but I do like that there were moments even in that last episode that was just really hard. 
but there were moments of black joy and mm -hmm. black love. Mm -hmm. I really, really loved the scene on the train with Moe's and the three boys, beautiful, those yeah. beautiful black boys. And they're just like, you could tell, I mean, because we know the story, we know what they've gone through, but they're just on this train getting ready to be taken to a better life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they reminisce about Bobo mm -hmm. and they, you know, share a smile and a laugh. And then, you know, they go all the way to Chicago and they meet up with their mom. And then there's this touching moment between Mose and his wife where they, they kiss and embrace. And it's just mm -hmm. this beautiful display of, of black love, even in the end of all of this tragedy. Mm -hmm. Still got a little piece of that, and that was very beautiful. That was a beautiful scene. Yes, yes, it was. It was. Yes, it, was. it was very beautiful. What do y'all think about? I know, Tara, you la you posed this question last week, but I want to pose it again. Mm -hmm. What do y'all feel about the NAACP's overall involvement in this whole thing? Because in the beginning, it was like, yeah, they were very supportive, but then around the end, it kind of got a little like. Okay, Mamie's become a little cash cow. and All the money coming in, baskets mm -hmm. and baskets full of money every time she spoke. And then as soon as a little or something came out about the her husband, then all of a sudden, well, why didn't you tell us this? We could have got ahead of this. We could have did this. And I was like, no, y'all want this money to keep coming in. Mm -hmm. And now that there's a little stain mm -hmm. on her, Y'all like, oh, we're not going to get as much as we thought we were going to get out of her. So we're upset with you for something that had nothing to do with you. And then and she didn't know about it. Exactly. She was like, well, they said I got it through a telegram. I didn't go to Italy to see what was going on. I mean, come on. y'all. <laughs> right. So right. I didn't I did not like that. I thought that was that was in poor taste from the NAACP it didn't put them in a good light, especially toward the end of that, because you could have still supported her. Her yeah. story was still valid. What happened to her son still happened to her son. And who was the one, the guy that was with her? The advisor? Yeah, because I don't think he was part of the NAACP. No, he? he wasn't. He was an advisor, but he still kind of was like, but he was just talking about money. Like, well, then I felt like he is, was doing it to money. protect her, but it was just like, yes, yeah, not the best way to support her right now no the people i i feel two ways about this i absolutely believe that they were vital in in supporting her and getting the information out there letting the world know what happened but i also think that it kind of flipped on them they definitely flipped and were like yep i see this is the money making opportunity thank you for playing so I think it's like a one of those win-lose situations. Like she absolutely needed the NAACP to to make this case as as national as it was, but they did mm -hmm. start taking advantage of her at some point. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, yeah. And I think she did separate from them. If I read yeah. correctly when I read up I on Mamie, so. she separated from them after a while, like later after this trial. But I do mm -hmm. think that with the NAACP and like large entities like that, like the church or other like, you know, projects of that nature, like sometimes the lines between purpose and profits can get a little blurry. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, even though some organizations or, or institutions are doing good work, they still have to survive. And so sometimes they blur those lines and it's like, 
okay, that's a little much right now. And maybe you need to back up off of Mamie. <laughs> because mm -hmm. at the very root of the situation, she still did lose her child. Exactly. And so it's not going to be a money grab for her, at least not at this juncture. She they just finished the trial. Mm-hmm. And she was she had so many because they kept cutting to so many different speaking engagements, so many different times where she was up in the forefront telling the story, which you don't you didn't want that story to die down. You wanted it to still continue on. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think that they definitely knew that it was an opportunity to forward their agenda, which was the agenda for black people. But using her pain to afford that agenda, I think was, yeah, was necessary, but also it was, it left me conflicted mm -hmm. on how mm -hmm. I felt about the NAACP's involvement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that it was very important for them to show us Mamie sharing her feelings about feeling left behind. The rest of the movement. Right, because mm -hmm. I think that that probably happened a lot because, you know, there were these sparks all over the country that would like ignite this movement. You know, it was mm -hmm. Emmett Till's death and then it was Rosa Parks and then it was the bo the, the bus boycotts and then it was mm -hmm. the lunch counter protests. And so like, yeah, and once these things happen, it's like on to the next thing and then on to the next thing. And so I'm very sure that the people who were like at ground zero of these events you know, once once the, the press and the media moves on to the next thing, I'm sure that they felt behind. Like I was watching the, not the movie, but the documentary on Nina Simone on Netflix, I think it was. And it talks about how she experienced the same thing. Like, because when she started, you know, she was this classical pianist and, and you know, faced discrimination and never really found her place in this white world with like classical music and that style of playing. But then when the civil rights movement started, you know, she found her bearings and, and was making a lot of like music, like the young gifted and black song and song about Martin Luther King. But then when the civil rights movement, like when that era kind of starts kind of slowly ended, mm -hmm. she was like, what do I do now? Like mm -hmm. I participated in all these protests and March and now we're not really doing that anymore. What do I do now? And it was, it was like her career never, recovered so i i just thought it was a really great thing because nobody talks about that like we love to talk about the sensationalism of like things that happen and, and the movement but we don't talk about the after effects of like those that were really involved those that were really affected mm -hmm. the people who died like like you know the freedom riders who like people were murdered their families we don't talk about that stuff mm -hmm. I, would yeah, have to I agree agree. It's, i agree with that it's so unfortunate I mean, that's even, I mean, and it still goes on today. That's the, that's the hard part. Like, mm -hmm. like once know. something happens, like the, the victims or like, or the survivors of it, you, you just are expected to just go on. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's on, on to the next. On to the next thing. Like mm -hmm. I, cause I, I often like think about that when I think about like people who are like these black men who are killed by the police mm -hmm. or not just black men. It's like black black people really because men women and children yes. yeah but you know once it happens in the news and it's like boom 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 big and then the next one happens and the press is like we'll see you and we're going on to the next one but yeah, yeah. these families mm -hmm. are broken and they're forever changed 
but we don't really get that perspective. Mm-hmm. I hope that this series continues mm-hmm. with another woman in the movement because I think that's another thing that you know that has been kind of left out of history about like the women who were pivotal in in this movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, quick question: Who would you want to see them uh, cover? If there's another season of this, who would you want them to focus on for the for the next woman of the movement? Oh, Diane Nash, hands down. Diane Nash. Okay. I don't know. I know who is that. <laughs> yeah, Diane. Nash. I don't think I know who that is. <laughs> she was like an important part of the the lunch counter protest. Okay. I actually, when you said the lunch counter protest before, I I actually don't know who that is either. Oh, well, it's like where they would do stage these sit-ins at like these white-only eating establishments. Mm, And uh, of course, the white folks went bonkers and was like throwing food at them and yelling in their faces and, you know, and then pushing them out to the outside where the the dogs and the fire hoses would... mm. What about you, Kayla? Who would you want to see? I think I would want to see more... I feel like we have so much Rosa Parks stuff out there, but I feel like if they were going to delve into this the way that they delved into Mammy, it might be worth another watch of another Rosa Parks documentary or the Freedom Riders and how all of that went down. That would be cool. Okay. I would like to see that. See more of that? Okay. Oh, and Kirsten, who was the person you picked? Who was she again? What You said she was part of the, that was her movement. Yeah, well, she had a strong portion of that, the the lunch counter protest. Like, I'm looking at her Wikipedia page now. But yeah, she did, like, civil rights campaigns for integrating the lunch counters in Nashville, the Freedom Riders to desegregate in interstate travel. She worked with the Selma Voting Rights Movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, she so, did yeah. work wow, and it's so sad i've never heard of her before but she yeah. sounded like she put in all the work okay work. well she so was I the um yeah i would love to yeah because she worked with a lot of civil rights campaigns but she you know it, she was in selma well not her but she was portrayed mm-hmm. in selma the movie the other light-skinned woman that was because <laughs> <laughs> it was like to these two actresses that look alike and it was like wait which one is that one okay that's not Coretta okay, oh, that's Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but yeah. she I, I just like her because she was kind of like raised in privilege but then when it when racism finally hit her it was like wait a minute uh-uh, I got to step in because this is not right step in for my people mm-hmm. yeah you would hope a, a lot of people with uh, privilege Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would step in and do stuff but mm-hmm. I digress but I, I digress. would I would want to see a series on uh, Ruby Hurley showing her strength yes. throughout this I was like she's interesting I did not know about her prior to this but I would love to know more about her mm-hmm. and what she did and because I, I did a little searching on her and I see that she ended up staying down south and continue the fight for black equality and I just wanted to know more about her story because she seemed She's like a awesome. very strong black woman who backed down even during that case when the was it the dis- district attorney came in and started talking crazy about mm-hmm. how they weren't able to find the witnesses she was like she wasn't going back down from them either I was like wow 
Oh, when she he was like, if she keep talking to me like this, we gonna have a problem. Mm, and she was like, Oh, like I'ma show you a problem. <laughs> I'ma exactly. show you how much of a problem I can be. Yeah. I was like, ooh, real boss girl moves. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, wow, you really about to stand up to these white men right now, right here? Right here, right now. <laughs> she was like, Yeah. If if you got a problem, then we got a problem. Exactly. I love that about her. Oh, it's early. Early was. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would. I would watch that because she. Hell yeah, she was a she badass. Uh huh. Mm. I was like, yes, sister man. Is is Ruby so still cool. alive? Yeah, she died in 1980. Gosh, okay, mm. so that's been a while. But you know, like if they did Diane Nash, I would love that because she's still alive, and so she could like give input, like. Mm-hmm. First account. That would be dope. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. I would love that. Looking at Ruby early, she is gorgeous. Women back then used to be so pretty. Oh, I'm looking at we this picture of yeah. Ruby Hurley, and she got a little victory rolls in, and got a little hair, a little quaff, and Mamie, all the her, her beautiful dresses and stuff. And I, I know them white folks did not like that. Her going mm-hmm. in that courtroom dressed up like that. <laughs> I know they didn't like that. <laughs> Well, is, is it time for best, worst, and weirdest? And then... Um, my best was the strength of the women of this movement mm. because it it was I I understand why they chose to name it that because it, it was some strong women here fighting for Mammy and the lady from like it was it was some strong women who who made this happen, and I'm so very grateful for that. I'm so very grateful for their courage. Best, the worst was that knowing. Watching this all play out and knowing the outcome was really hard to watch. And yeah. but I am so very grateful that they put this production together. Is there a weird? I feel like there's no weird besides how weird it is for you to treat people like this. You have to ever have treated people like this? That was fucking weird. Yeah. That was weird person vibes. Well, yeah, I agree. I would say the best for me was. Like I mentioned earlier, watching, even though it was few and far between, those little pockets of Black love and Black joy, and it was really beautiful Mm -hmm. to watch. Like, I cannot stress enough how beautiful the train scene and the arriving in Chicago scene was for Moe's, almost like a redemption scene. Like, and, you know, we acknowledge that this happened and we're trying to move forward and put the pieces back together as best we can. That was beautiful. Worst, That scene of the, them retelling that interview and but then layering it over the <laughs> visuals of what actually happened to Emmett, that shit was awful. Like, mm-hmm. that shook me. And so that was the worst for me, although it was a very powerful scene. The weirdest, like I said, episode five kind of lost me. And I wouldn't say so much that it was weird, but it, it was just, just a lot <laughs> to try and decipher. Like... The whole legal defense, and it was just like, mm-hmm. uh, it nah, was, it was, yeah, it was, it was. What was weird was that it just was so thoughtless and so silly and so lazy and just so. That's my best worst and weirdest. See, the best I do like that they showed the strength of the women during this movement. I believe that it was something that we needed to see. We don't really see. Many shows like this where you just have a strong 
uh, black women doing the best they can during the the best or the worst times of circumstances. See, the worst was just seeing how they were able to get away with what they got away with. It seemed like a farce that if they didn't have to do it, it's something that they wouldn't have even done because it seemed like a waste of time in their opinion, even though it was something that ended up biting them in the end overall. And the weirdest was just how you could treat people who are also human as if they were less than mm -hmm. and there not being many consequences to those actions. Yeah. So, that was weird. Right. Well, so. anybody have any final thoughts before we move into what we're binging this week? Am I going to binge anything after this? But yeah, no, no more final thoughts. Just no. Right. I am watching right now all of us are dead on netflix oh god the koreans have a chokehold on me it is a zombie which you know i'm actually really not a huge zombie watcher fan either but i started watching the walking dead i loved it and so when i saw this i was like oh that sounds fun let's watch that and it is so good because you really want to know what happens and like i I I encourage everyone to watch it. It was so good. Like, well, I'm not finishing. I haven't finished it yet, but it is really good. And I really enjoy it. So I think everyone else would really enjoy it too. So I think you should watch it. I think you should watch it. Nice. I have seen the advertising, right. but I was like, mm, it's zombie stuff. But, but I was the trailer looked good, but I was just like, mm, I'm not really into zombie stuff. Because catching up on Grey's Anatomy, because I was a season Love behind. It. Like, they started a new season, Love and now Grey's. I'm watching the new one. The show that never ends. The right? show that's never and I love it, but it, I'm like, mm, it might be time to hang it up. But it was time to hang it up, and I will never say, like, I will oh, I will hold this true. I before this ever happened in the show, I was like, this would be a perfect ending to the show. Izzy comes back, she has children, and the whole shit just stops. So when they had that episode of Karev going back to Izzy and, and, and the kids that he never knew about, I was like, this would have been the perfect ending. It would have left us off kind of crazy, but it was the perfect ending, and they fumbled the fucking bag by continuing the fucking show. And First that all, is my They fumbled the fucking bag because Alex would have never done that. I'm sorry. I hold true to that. Like, to just leave like that, that was... Mm -mm. And leave? Yeah, I don't think he would have ever left Joe like that. Mm -mm. Okay. I don't think so. Like, oh God, it's just so heart wrenching because she was so fucking sad. Yeah, and I'm gonna stop before we turn this into a Grey's Anatomy episode. But yeah, I that's that's what I'm watching, and mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's all for now. Mm -hmm. I haven't been in the mood to start anything new. Do y'all get like that? Or y'all mm -hmm. like, mm, I'm gonna go back to my ready steady, or I'm not in the mood to start anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Girl, what you binging? I am actually binging. I binged it twice, actually. I watched the the reboot of the game on what? uh They Paramount. rebooted that? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not a, a it's kind of comedic, but it's not a sitcom. It's more of a dramedy. And a it's dramedy? actually pretty good. I, I love thoroughly enjoyed it. What 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 network did that? Paramount Plus. 
Mm. Who's in it? Uh, a lot of the rich characters you have: Wendy, Raquel, Robinson, okay. guy who played Malik. He's he, Malik is back. The guy who played Derwin Davis. He comes back for a few episodes. Okay, I was wondering if he was, but I know ain't no Melanie in it. No, no, she said she wasn't coming back, which is unfortunate. I hope they are able to get her to come back for the second season mm-hmm. because I, I like the direction that they're taking it. It's more serious with still some comedic elements. They talk more about mental health issues, which I was like, I was surprised. More stuff like involving football players and their well-being and their actual health and not just a bunch of crazy, just foolishness going on. It, it, there was, it's literally following Brittany Pitts, the, the young girl. So I was like, wow, okay. She's all okay. grown up now and oh, that living was, her um, life. Brit Brat. Yep, Brit Brat. Yep, they Brit follow Brad. her. Okay. And then the, the football player that they're, this is the main character is a football player who went to jail, went to prison for three years for statutory rape and his climb back into getting into the NFL, well, whatever pro league they have over there. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed it. I ended up watching it once by myself and then once with the wife. Okay. She was like, I can't believe you watched it without me. I was like, you knew oh. better. You knew better. But I didn't mind watching it again. So it was a win-win <laughs> for me. Have y'all seen where they're rebooting the Fresh Prince and yes. the show called Bel Air? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Can't wait to see it. I yeah, want to see it. Randall sent it to me, and I was like, okay. I'm yeah. definitely willing to give it a try, and I do like that Will Smith was a part of it. Well, mm-hmm. was, was like was a part of it coming into fruition. So, mm-hmm. I if I mean if it has the original Fresh Fresh Prince's you know approval, then I would I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, I want to see it. I just yeah, want to see what too. they could do with that. Uh, taking a sitcom and turning it into a... Now, I don't think this is going to be a drama. I think this is going to be a straight-up drama. Yeah. So yeah. definitely want to see what how they take that and what they can do with that. Just because I enjoyed... I mean, people are like, two things can't exist. You can have mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Bel-Air, though they're similar. They're two separate things. Oh, yeah. Some people are like, I don't want them to remake that. They're messing up. They're not messing it up because they're not doing it again. Like, I, I heard that one time they wanted to do uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with, I guess, Will Smith's daughter. Well, fictional daughter that he had. And- really? Yeah, but they that I was like, eh, because they did it with what Raven's house where they, yeah, mm. and I, I was like, like show and it's doing pretty well. Really, I just mm-hmm. eh. yeah, Girl it's been on for like three or four seasons now. Wow, it was very different. It was very like Raven's world was absolutely very different than that's where Raven was, but I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very different, but it's still like you. You could tell that it was created in a way that it would, it would be good for those of us who watch that so Raven, but also mm-hmm. appropriate for new Disney, like young children. Mm-hmm. So like they, it's it's her, but it's her children, and they're kind of the star. But it's Raven. Nobody mm-hmm. outstars Raven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. he has a ton of scenes. Mm-hmm. She's very involved. Of course, it's obviously her kids, so she's very involved with them. And so a lot of the, the one-liners and the zingers, she still got them. Mm-hmm. And the kids, they deliver some effectively, but not as much as her. So it's it's a good little mix. Like, because usually when they do shows like that, they make the new kids the star. And then, like, the old star will come back in every now and then and be like. Mm-hmm. But it's so much of her to where it's, it really is just, like, 
That's so Raven 2.0. Yeah, it, it's I like I enjoy it. What I'm most looking forward to the reboot of is the Proud Family. It seems like it's going to be yes just yes. as great and excellent as the yeah. first one was. Yes. So I'm very excited for that to come out. I'm looking forward to that too. I'm gonna go back and watch the Proud Family to get ready. <laughs> The Proud Family, and I'm not even a real big cartoon watcher like that, but The Proud mm-hmm. Family was excellent programming. Yeah, it was. And so. before I ever watched Shit's Creek, The Proud Family was my favorite show growing up. Like, it it, it, it kind of gave The Proud Family and That's a Raven. The Proud Family and That's a Raven. Okay. Like Shit's Shit. Creek kind of just took all that. Shit's Creek was amazing. That's our show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and Kayla is going to take us out. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. For bonus content and to learn more about the show, head over to www.quizscripts.com. If you've got a suggestion for a film that you'd like us to talk about, leave us a voicemail and let us know. Or if you have something to add to the conversation or just say hello, leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Quizscripts Podcast. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.